0: Welcome to the latest episode of Platform. Today, we're going to be speaking to Matty Vela. The first time I saw Matty skate was in a UK skate section in 2015 that was filmed and edited by Alex Burston. If you remember UK skate, they used to be a skate shop and skate park located in Stockport, but it's now closed down. And I just fell in love with his skating straight away. Loved his style and his trick vocabulary easy for you to say, vocabulary, and um, it reminded me of kind of Louis Zamora. He's got that short guy style, really good with soy and backslides and things like sunny days and top soles, much like Louis Zamora. And basically got straight in touch with Alex Spurston and was like, you've got to film more sections with this guy. Then he had a section in Alex's video called Manchester, which was, yeah, so, so good. Um, so much so that I contacted Matty and asked him to come up to Scotland and film a section for the first wheel scene video, primary. And in the space of two weekends, I think it was, two like wet, wintry weekends in Scotland, he managed to bang out a whole section, which turned out great. I was really happy with it and we've been in touch ever since. So after that, he got picked up by USD Skates, then blade life clothing and most recently BHC wheels so he's been racking up the sponsors been putting out an absolute ton of promos for Kaiser and USD and undercover and then actually I think it was just USD and Kaiser yeah yeah he did one for the aluminium frames and a couple of USD promos yeah um, and he's just put out a BHC wheels section a couple of months ago or a month ago can't remember so lots of things to talk about I know he's also been involved in helping Alex Burston build his new skate park that he's just opened up um, SK skate park and I think he's just started working doing lessons as well which means that Matt has got a lot on his plate because he's already got a day job and um, he's also been injured recently so I asked him about that basically loads of things to talk about can't wait to get into it Um, ask him about the first time we met and see if he remembers it basically tons of stuff to find out and absolutely love my he's so funny he's got such a dry like self-deprecating sense of humor he is not afraid to make fun of himself so i'm really looking forward to this before that though cue the music Hey or
1: or
0: hey muzzle pain for that free advertising.
1: Should <laughs> so we just go like this for the rest of the for the for the video? Just so a, a, real
0: a, a, it... If you get cell tape, ah, sure. won't will you cover it up? Get some get some masking tape. <laughs> don't don't be giving Sam Curry free adverts.
1: <laughs> well, I should be doing this, like just all the way through then, shouldn't it really? Yeah, that's
0: right, that's right. You don't want to upset Greg. You don't want to upset the boss. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh uh oh,
0: Greg. <Right>. Now you just need to put some BHC wheels in your eyeballs, stuff a USD skate in your oh, mouth. I'm, job done.
1: I'm fresh out of the wheels, but next time.
0: Um, how are you? What have you been up to today? You been working?
1: Um, yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah, working um, in the office, which has been my sort of life for the past like six months anyway. Uh, my job is to look after the office whilst the rest of the staff are working from home. I work for Stagecoach stage coach Bus, the big bus company in the UK. Um, and yeah, I work at their financial head office, pretty much dealing with security facilities, reception, that sort of thing, but I've been very much involved in like the reoccupation of their offices. So it's a stressful week this week because we're reoccupying as a phased return next week. Although COVID is kind of on everyone's minds still. I'm hopefully not going to mention it that many times this year. This uh, video call, I mean,
0: it's gonna, it's kind of inevitable. It's, it's up, on everyone's it's mind. Up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So a bit of a stressful time, but we're transitioning. It's good. The weather's nice. Maybe a bit too hot for gingers, but it's it's going well. How about you, man I
0: think it's too hot for British people in in general. It's twenty seven. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Right,
1: exactly <laughs> right. Unless you've got a bit of like an olive skin vibe, you you you're you're burning. There's no yeah. way around it.
0: We we tried to do an Aberdeen. Uh, filming trip on Saturday to finish uh, Graham Forbes' section. He got a grand total of no clips for his section <laughs> and a bunch of throwaways that I just put on Instagram today because I feel like I've seen that. Uh, yeah. there's, there's no other place for them. Yeah. Um, That's Jesus. Yeah. We had one ender spot planned. We got there at the end of the day after skating in like 28 degrees heats and First attempt, slammed. Second attempt, ate shit so hard that he couldn't keep going. So we stopped. Is
1: it the one that's got like the weird cycle thing going the through? With the just, like, the cycle track
0: between it, between it. yeah.
1: Something. Oh my God, that pair looks so grotty.
0: He, he took it straight in between the ass cheeks. Yeah, ah. he, he just lay down and played dead. Yeah, basically.
1: I always think of that hero video when I do that, but. Yeah,
0: but, yeah, and that was, that was the end of the session. We drove back oh, to Glasgow after blessed,
1: that. Lad. But, yeah, we so, um. What, we think we did that Saturday as well. We tried to go out in the heat, died, drank beer, came home, put session. In.
0: Nice. Um. Yeah. So obviously, this is how long have we tried to do this for? I feel like I've been asking you to come on this for months.
1: Yeah, um, I acknowledge it for like a month. I know you did. <laughs> that's
0: that's why I brought it up in the yeah. group chat so all the guys could start slagging you off and like bullying to come
1: on been I mean, connor and brad have been at me about it and elliot obviously um but yeah we've been trying to do this at least since like may i had busy periods and also periods of can't be asked my bad I'm
0: um, i mean you did you, you cancelled on me i also cancelled new on ones but yeah we've been yeah we're, we're but the ratio is so.
1: off the ratio is really off from like five to one. yeah no
0: Elliot keeps asking me when I'm gonna get home on and I told him as soon as he starts skating handrails, picks up a sponsor and finishes a street section. So I don't think we have getting to worry about it anytime soon. Uh,
1: well, 2023, 2024 is a long way off, isn't it?
0: So, sorry, El. By that time I'll be an old, old man. So, I, I, yeah. <laughs> and
1: Elliot will be classed as old. How old the, are you now? Like, 25, 26? Eh, uh,
0: 20, what is he? 25, oh God. I do I know like this. He's my age and
1: I'm 26, so
0: yeah yeah it's right med 20. Well, so.
1: just a tiny bit younger than me or, or at least my age so yeah we did a handrail the other day though you sent me the clip mm. Let's see. i don't want to give it away in case you've not oh okay. sorry, Elliot. I'm right. it sorry yeah right at least up on that like oh, that's, that's not a
0: handrail, that's a handicap. Those don't count. <laughs>
1: oh, there's a difference if right. it's not
0: going downstairs, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> that's, 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 not a, that's not a handrail,
1: yeah. A lot of people seem to have the issue with stairs, man. Plus, and that thing's so like, many who are amazing. Who just they it's down a set of stairs, yeah, it just, it's a whole new ballgame for them, yeah. And
0: handicap rails, I mean, come on, that's that's so as, as the young things would say, that's that's so 2005, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah i don't look at me skating a handicap or ever see a flip of it ever again um p-rolls about p-roll because the fun but handicaps are just effort because you've got to jump hip height and then you've got to carry speed so that jump up if it's not perfect you're gonna hurt your hip you're gonna hurt you're gonna catch it you're gonna you're gonna creak it it's gonna just yeah. yeah and it's risk to reward i was speaking to rob about this the other day risk to reward on some spots everyone's got a different risk to reward sort of ratio and a lot of different like spots and for me it just doesn't cut it if i could do four switch-ups on it smoothly and fast and well well filmed i will consider it but that's a lot of effort compared to kind of feeling the juice of a more gnarly spot having to do it once yeah perfect yeah
0: and yeah and i know what you mean it's it's one of those things that a handicap rail is not particularly exciting to look at unless you're tap dancing down it and doing something Incredible. yeah like any level of skating or, down or, yeah like, he, or if like, you're like, holding like, like yeah, yeah if you're holding yeah. like a really good trick like i don't know a, an fish brain or a backslide yeah. or a torque yeah, slide. yeah
1: backslide across a flat rail going 100 miles an hour is the coolest thing you'll ever see oh that, so, a,
0: a p-rail is pretty dull to look at and yeah so it's yeah. It's, it's not that it's not that surprising that pure handicap rail handicap rails it's not that surprising that they kind of got phased out because it's quite monotonous watching someone just yeah. skate i don't know 10 or 20 flat rails
1: it's weird how that used to just be an edit right
0: uh, yeah yeah I, I find it really funny that people look back on that as like the golden era of rollerblading i'm like yeah but to anyone to anyone that didn't rollerblade rollerblading videos must have just looked like the most boring thing on earth <laughs> they're just like i can't tell any of these tricks apart
1: like, like whole soon, just on a tripod just going like, like yeah. just over and over and over and don't get me wrong as well like a lot of the tricks like that I cannot do. Like on a handicap, yeah, on a handicap rail, I could probably do like five solid tricks, start off points, but I could only probably switch up out of one of them, like solid, comfortable tricks, like a top one, or a top so I couldn't be doing like DCA or, or elite top topsides, or if I could if I really, really tried. But again, that risk reward for me, I wouldn't feel like I'd want to. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, there's no denying like the the athletic ability that goes into doing it. It just doesn't make it that exciting to watch, even for a rollerblader. I would think a lot of people just got a bit over it after several yeah. years of seeing nothing but that. Um. So yeah, you were breaking it and wondering what I was going to ask you. I'm I'm going to start off easy. I was gonna say, like, do you remember the first time we met? And you, you clearly didn't, because <laughs> yeah. I, I love how you can't remember that the first time we met is when you came to no, Staples like, house. No, because I
1: had a funny feeling that you may have come down to like one of the like the jams back in the day, like the, the Scottish lot and the like the Sheffield have. I've
0: I've been to a couple a massive, of them, yeah. But yeah, they have I, a I never I, I never saw you whenever we came down to Sheffield because we always went yeah. street skating and you were never because no, you you, you used that. to live quite. Where, where's Glossop? Was it there you lived?
1: Um, yeah, I lived there from like, the ages of like seven to like 15. So pretty much my upbringing was there. Um, it's just, it's in between Manchester and Sheffield on the right. Snake Path, So I'm, I'm, I'm closer to Manchester, technically, because it's a 30-minute train ride. Um, I don't drive. But then again, Sheffield is only 30 minutes over the Snake in a car. So it's kind of either or. But because the train was the easier option when I was a kid, I was obviously drawn through Manchester. Um, I've drawn stop, stockport mainly because of Bones and, and Alex and all them guys. Um, but yeah, I pretty much grew up in Glossop from the ages like 7 to 15.
0: Right. Yeah, because the first I was, I had to go and look on the website to see the first thing I'd saw of you. And it was 2015. It was the UK skate section that uh, Alex filmed of you. And it was like all street. Because I remember as soon as it came out, I like messaged Alex and I was like, right, you need to get more sections with him. If you get a section with him, like I'll pay for it. And then Mm. nothing happened. And then the Manchester video came out whenever that was like, I don't know, a couple of years later. And then as soon as that came out, I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, he's right. He's still going. And that's when I messaged you and was like, we've never met. Do you want to come up and stay in Glasgow (laughs) for a weekend? And you just came up. And Looking back on that. (laughs) That could have been so bad. Like you could have yeah. came up and like the first night being like, I fucking hate this guy. And now I'm yeah. stuck in his house for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> and it could yeah, have I been like- I
1: remember turning up to the, um. you know what, now we speak about it. I remember turning up to the bus station and my bus on the way up, it broke down in Preston. So I just ran- met, met this random dude on the bus, like waiting outside the bus on, on like the fucking motorway. Just smoking splits and drinking beers with this random Scottish dude thinking, fuck, my phone's gonna die. Dave's going to be at Glasgow's interchange and he's just going to go. And I'm just going to be stuck in Glasgow with this really smashed Glaswegian, real smashed pit guy. But luckily we got back on the road, you and Elliot picked me up and then, yeah, we went back to yours and then we skated for like two days and then I came back up again to finish that section, right? Was that primary? Yeah, yeah, that
0: was for for primary, yeah. That night we went, yeah, we we dropped the bags off and just went straight to the pub and then that was, yeah. That was how the weekend went. That could have been yeah. quite a good misadventure though if I didn't pick you up and then you just ended up going out in the lash with that random guy. You could have, yeah, you could have just partied say, up all weekend.
1: A massive change of events and maybe a turning <laughs> point. You never know, Dave. <laughs> um, yeah, that could have been a bit mad. Maybe we would have bumped into you in a pub down the, down the street or something yeah. a couple hours later. Yeah, that was um, crazy.
0: But yeah, that, that is quite wild that because you put a lot of trust in the fact that I just was not going to be an absolute weirdo or worse, a, a mental patient that was just going to, I don't know, you? talk to you. And come up here.
1: Well, I kind of knew Elliot at that point as well, because similar age, sort of similar, like sharing a lot of the same stuff. He was like in my shit, I was liking his shit. Obviously, relationships build over social media and, and media in general anyway, especially rollerblading. So I'd already kind of made that connection on top of the connection with you that kind of I was like, oh, fuck it. And I was um, I was living at a pub at that point and it was quite hectic and quite a bit of a mashup part of my life. So I was like, any opportunity to get away from the pub when I got a weekend off was quite satisfying. Cause how old was I when I came up to meet you? I must have been like 20.
0: Er- yeah, probably- early 20s. Yeah, because when that was like, th- oh, three years ago now. Yeah, primary came out three years ago. So we must have started filming maybe a year before So like, yeah, four years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was living at the pub, and I was just like, "Yeah, fuck it." You bought my mega bus up there. <laughs> I was there, man. It was a good day.
0: Yeah, I've I've always kind of like thought, looked back at that, and thought, "I wonder what your impression of that whole experience was." Because I can't remember what it. must have been the second time that we ended up going out out on the last night. Was that right?
1: Yeah, I feel so. Yeah, yeah, I feel that's like so. right. Or was it the first time?
0: No, it must have been the first time because the second time you stayed at Elliot's house. The first time you stayed at mine, oh, and oh, yeah, my yeah, missus yeah, and kid yeah, went yeah. the it next was day. First time. That right, okay, because that was that, that was me. yeah, pretty. T- we were just skating all the time, and that was fine. And then on the last night, we all went like out out till late at night. Then everyone yeah. came back to mine, and then you got picked on a little bit for being like the only English guy in there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just got the brunt of every. Pissed up Scottish folk in the room, which was yeah. kind of like the standard anyway. But just in real life, with a six beers down each of you, and it was kind of like, oh, okay, this is raw. Cheers, guys. <laughs> I just,
0: I just remember like a lot of people basically like shouting in your ear, trying to tell you stories, and you kept looking at me, being like, you're fine. I can understand you. Either. I don't understand anything they're Here's saying. A
1: guy. And <laughs> Russ, for example, I was the first time I met Russ and Russell Dunne, and yeah, he scared me a little bit. To be fair, <laughs> just being so fucking raw and the, I think it was a day after he came and skated with us and he fucking dislocated his shoulder and he and he and he was screaming on the, that ledge spot outside the river Close, he yeah. tried to pack out the whole thing and he just fell wrong and just went it just went pop oh and that that scared the life out of me because he just put it back in right in front of my eyes and I was just a bit like well this is fucking raw and I was a little bit hanging this is a bit much but yeah, yeah I had a funny weekend though.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, he's dislocated his shoulder so many times. I think that's just become common practice. There's there's a few mm-hmm. people like that that can just pop it back in on their own, and it, it grosses me out as well because you think that's that that shouldn't just wrong. become a a, a natural not. thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, like people say that the muscles around it don't hold it in anymore. Like I can't get my head around how that doesn't just block back into a socket that's got grip. You know what I'm saying? Like. they say that all the back of your shoulder blade muscles actually hold the front of your shoulder in so if you lose the the actual connecting tendons when you dislocate your shoulder and that tendon doesn't or that whatever that is doesn't recover you're just gonna have a shoulder that just goes every every time that's
0: what they do russell russell had to have surgery on both shoulders and i know stephen johnson's got the same thing going on right now and he's trying to get every time it dislocates he's going to a and e so that it gets logged so that he Gets more of a chance of getting surgery
1: of course yeah because you've got to kind of back of your own story kind yeah. of what i'm doing with my ankle now i'm sure we'll touch on it today but yeah and making sure there's a log like my physio's logged my my, my meetings are logged i've got my own log of everything that's happened up to now but yeah yeah we'll get into it but you've got to be on top of or they just won't give you
0: yeah yeah plus and <laughs> We're we're not going to mention coronavirus but because of coronavirus any any hope you had of getting surgery on anything or something you need surgery for is going to get pushed back because they're like it's not critical you know you can still yeah. go about your life with a bum ankle you know there's people with cancer can you, and all can you sorts walk
1: around yes if you find stairs difficult yes don't go upstairs walk around that's the, that's the sort of advice i'm i'm like getting on the, in the interim visits i'm going so
0: uh, yeah you don't live in London that just seems to absolutely hate any any like people with any form of disability because just everything is state like i've never met a more like disability like anti-friendly city in my life like the amount yeah, of times yeah, i was on yeah, the train yeah. or on and the underground
1: anywhere yeah, if, you, can, if you're limping around you yeah, you're fucked. stuck
0: yeah there's loads of places the escalators don't work or they don't have elevators you're just expected to go up like 20 flights of stairs yeah, well, just, if you're yeah, in a I'm wheelchair you're yeah.
1: fucked yeah yeah you ask someone for help no one's gonna help you down there, isn't it
0: um and yeah and yeah strangers in london aren't aren't the friendliest so it's not like people are going to be like oh yeah i'll do you i'll do you a solid mate no yeah. that's yes. not gonna oh, happen man.
1: yeah <laughs>
0: um if you're in glasgow you'd be all right some drunk guy would just end up dragging you up the stairs and yeah, probably yeah, hurting yeah. You, you more might, yeah
1: he yeah, might fall down, you fall down
0: yeah. yeah he might end up injuring himself in the process yeah there is that um how long how long after so when you came up, you were skating valos, I remember that, and then you're on those for a while. When did you get on USD?
1: Oh like years. I yeah, it feels like quite a couple of years after. So because you, you've was, been on was, them for
0: a while now. You've been on them for at least a couple of years. Yeah, you? so
1: the beginning like the, the end of 2019 is when I had the conversation with Sam and Craft, right. and it was following a the the replacement of Landjam Ramp at, at Rampworks, um, I can't remember what they called it, The Gathering. Yeah. Um, and there was, it, it was set out that it was like round and then the final was in a different room. So you all did your com- um, competitive heats and then a bunch of us or like five, six, seven of us were picked for like the last room, which was the unveiling of this like rail railed area, loads of boxes, the rainbow rail stuff like that. Scott, riddles that, yeah. And that like that one. yeah. Um, and I um it was me, Joe Harvey and Tony Hogan, and maybe a few more in the final, I can't remember, but Tony came third, I came second, and Joe Joey Harvey took the win. Joey Harvey the, got Was this
0: the one that Tony Hogan was trying to do like he was trying to do a bio or a misty or something off yeah, the end
1: like of the Bio out of that yeah. that that, that, that yeah. massive rail and he just yeah. gets on land like full side and that floor is not soft, it's just board concrete. <laughs> As opposed to all
0: those as opposed to all those soft
1: floors, yeah. Yeah, well there you go. Yeah, yeah. Wood would have been easier, but I'm telling you, he, he was slamming against that floor. But yeah, I got um for the second price, I got a set of Aeons, 72 millimeter, but they were a size smaller. So I contacted the guy who ran gathering, Dave Bell. I think it was Dave Bell. Yeah. Shot missing out. No, yeah, Dave Bell. Um and he said just get in contact with USD, Sam's the UK rep. Um, and I just dropped him a line um, and he was like, actually, I want to call you. I want to actually have a talk with you. I was like, oh shit, he's just going to be able to send new ones out or whatever. Or I can part exchange and whatever. Um, and then he rang me on like the, the Saturday after and just was like, oh yeah. Um, I've kind of been appointed like sort of UK manager as well as the distribution manager for your So I want yourself, um, it was me, Matt Ford and a young life from London called Keenan McGrath. He wanted us to kind of like put together an intro edit and. And yeah, we were on like the AM slash flow team, which I don't really know what to call it. I think it is the AM, AM team. I may have UK to do I mean,
0: like the UK doesn't yeah, have UK anyone pro else on except AM, for like Sam, does he? What's that? There's no one else on, like, there's no like UK pro anyway. So you're basically just like, Sam, Sam's the only... Isn't he?
1: Yeah, we have the USD UK team because there isn't a pro team because the likes of Nick is Barcelona based. We've got Sam, who's obviously he can hold for anyway. Let's be honest. Very much, yeah. (laughs) Um, And yeah, he was just like, go out, get some clips, we'll create an intro edit. Um, Unfortunately, Keenan, he was really, really close to the capital clash behind that, the base 66, like the month after. And me and Matt went down, picked up Skate, said hello um kind of talked it through with Sam went out with them all but for the competition Keenan like really hurt his back and that like put him out for like this introduction edit so it only ended up being me and Matt Ford that put things together um Matt edited it um I went out with Sammy optic shout out Sammy got some clips for it and yeah we we put out that intro edit um unfortunately without Keenan he was still on the team at that point I don't know the the situation it of what that is now I don't think he skates anymore but yeah that was november 2019 i got approached yeah. and then we got announced in this early spring which was like oh well, yeah like march april time uh, that's yeah that was 2018 march 2019 because i've been on it now like for like two two and a half years yeah and kind of not really
0: done much in the last that yeah I was well actually I totally butchered the intro to this because I was like oh he's done these promos for such and such and such and such you have because mm. you did one for the Kaiser you did one for those Kaiser like metal frames didn't you
1: yeah well yeah like to be fair like that first year on USD I Really like kept under Sam's nose. Was always like trying to be involved with things, and we had a, like a WhatsApp group chat for the USD, t- USD team, um, including like Nick and other people like that. And Sam would just put like, right, we've got this product. Who wants to do the promo? I would shout up or Matt would shout up, and and the pro the promos flowed because it was about the time that Rob, um, cheese, Rob Dalton moved to Manchester, or maybe just after he moved to Manchester that this all kind of unfolded. And obviously, Rob's a wizard with a camera. Yeah. Does it for the job anyway and we just went out probably i think we made like three or four promos we did
0: yeah because you did you did the sway one you did those kaiser frames i remember you did one for an aeon as well
1: yeah yeah the Aeon gl uh ellie green whatever they were called i did them at projects um and then yeah i did the um the, the sway one chris farmer yeah. one as well so yeah cracked up a few and hopefully with a bit more training on my ankle, i'll be picking up another few in the future but yeah, yeah. like it didn't, That's, so. That is quite
0: a lot, like in the space of two years putting out, what, like four promos? That is like, I would imagine a company wouldn't be too, too upset with months. that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then to be fair, I did that in like the first like 12 months because anything after September 2020 for me has kind of been, I'll skate when I can. And it wasn't at the forefront of my mind because that was when I had my injury. So like after that, I was like on and off for so much. Time and then I tried to have a big stint off and I kind of came back and back and forth. Um, so yeah, that was all before September two thousand and twenty. So yeah, it was really juiced to put them out and 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 work on something that wasn't just our standard, our standard standard filming of fisheye long angle. It was all quite high tech. Yeah, Rob, we were doing things a hundred times to make sure it was completely perfect. So that first Kaiser Velament they called it was was a huge success, and then we kind of rolled from there. Which is, which is sick.
0: and you've put out tons of social media stuff and then you and Connor came up when was that? La- no, it wasn't last year, it was the year before and you put a joint park section as well so on top of all the promos, you have had a lot of stuff out
1: yeah, like done done quite a few bits with Blade Life um, we obviously had Phone Zone which was such a laugh and just, just, just mad which was real fun to film um, and then yeah, like the constant constant Instagram Content was, I was enjoying doing it for a long time. And I've recently found it hard to put things on because of that injury and mindset of just going, oh, but it's just throwaway. It's just this, it's just that. But yeah, really happy with what I've managed to get out. And just seeing clips here and there, like, like, Having a clip in Alex's vanilla piece, that was so sick of Johnny to do.
0: I remember that on the was, steps. Yeah.
1: I was yeah. just mad. Like I didn't expect it. I just kind of thought, oh, he'll send that on Instagram somewhere. And it was actually in the piece that people bought and paid for. And because it was all about like that session vibe that evening, it was just yeah, it was dope. It was really, really good to see. And then just just in your clips being used on Instagram. It's kind of cool when you don't post your own and it's kind of like under a lot of stuff with Blade Life, a lot of stuff with the Manchester crew. Um, when we did the zine, that was fucking full on as well through lockdown as well. Which shout out to Peters, he absolutely smashed it completely.
0: That's so, I mean. Down yeah, down. there was the there was the Manchester book as well, and then there was load, there was loads of like hidden footage that came when you bought the book as well. That you got all these uh, was mm-hmm. it links or VR codes or whatever they were. Yeah,
1: yeah, like a QR code on every photo.
0: QR code, that's it, not VR code.
1: Always got and, a copy. Yeah, I think you have like yeah, so one of them. We are thinking of um, dropping them clips in like a section. But to be fair, the ones that I had were were already being saved for the BHC section. Um, And I know a lot of other people like Elliot, a lot of Elliot's stuff were being saved for his promo wheel that we were filming for. And yeah, it's it's so much rolled into one in that book. It kind of just it kind of feels almost cheeky to reuse clips again to say, here's the the clips all mashed together. We might even just start dripping drabbing them on the Instagram to kind of get a bit more following back up because that Manchester Page is gonna be a bit quiet on mine and Rob's behalf. So it might be a time to start picking it up again.
0: Uh, you said you get injured and in, did you say September last year?
1: yeah. How long what, is
0: that? What what happened there? I've just i just remember you I like, I just know you've been moaning about your ankle for months. I can't actually place when well, and when what? it started.
1: If I don't get any vindication, I go for a um well, I have I get my MRI results on the 5th of August. So that it's surgery or go away. You're fine. Right. Um, but yeah, sorry, I'll start from the beginning. So um, I had Connor, Brad, Connor Pierce, Brad O'Donovan and George Wilson stay at mine on the Friday because it was a big session on in Manchester in the evening. And um, they stayed at mine. We woke up, we had breakfast and we were going to go back into Manchester because it was a glorious day. A couple of lads from Preston, like um, Lewis Bryant, a couple of lads from um, Yorkshire Ways, so like Craig Play Life, all that. Um, Kate was coming over to meet in Manchester. And, there's a kink rail, a triple kink, really, really grotty, horrible thing near my house. So I was like, oh, let's hit that before we go in, because I'm like a couple of miles outside the centre of Manchester. So it was better to hit it in the morning, even though it was like an ender of spot um, or like an ender trick. It was better to try it in the morning and then go into town instead of going into town, warming up and then trekking ten miles back out of town. We just weren't going to hit it if we didn't hit it first. So we went over to it. Um, it was, yeah like like I say Connor got the camera out and it was just this triple kink really really short kinks and the idea for me was to get through the first two kinks and then jump the second kink because this kinks are about a foot long so they weren't that far to leap through they were yeah. awkward to get through but That's like how, yeah like with the momentum of the two I'd have been able to just plonk onto that last bit i was trying to envision Neil, Nils Janssen just doing everything he does and just going control 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 jump down and unfortunately that End bar had like a road corrosion at the bottom, like a road, like the metal had completely eroded underneath. So you could probably you could have probably smashed through it if you really wanted to. So there was no way I was actually getting through that last kink, even if I didn't jump, because it would have smashed. Um, Got to that last kink, was quite confident on trying to go like jump over it or go through it, whichever was going to come easier at that point. And my ankle just flexed in, and I just fell over and out. I'll send you the footage because I've never used it, and you can kind of use it if if you want, but it the classical the classic like ankle injury is called an inversion where you go over on your ankle on the outside like yeah. it rolled my foot did the opposite and it kind of ricocheted off the floor so hard that it popped it the other way that's called an eversion and i got up i had a bit of a dead leg i was like ah oh, that really hurt i'm gonna do it again i tried to put weight on the ankle and i was just like oh shit, no that's that's not good what the foot do i do So I sat down for a minute thinking, oh yeah, I'll give it another go. And 10 minutes later, I was just not feeling it. It was hurting really bad and I could just feel it throbbing. There was no swelling, there was no bruising, there was no, like, it didn't look like there was anything wrong with it. So we just kind of went on with our day Um, and I was just like, oh, well, I'm just going to take it easy today. I'll film, I'll skate around. But we probably spent like six to eight hours on the skates that day. And by the end of it, I couldn't walk. So. Kind of um, got dropped off by Connor, tried not to skate for like four to six weeks, which took us to like November time, tried to get back onto it. Went out, beat my ankle again. And then I was on and off for like four months of skating. Every, every two weeks I go out on a Saturday and think, right, this is the week. This is going to be fine. And it just fucking wasn't, it was just like, oh fuck. It just hurt straight away. It was just certain movements like forward and to the left is just, I just can't do. Forward into to the right was like oh well, there's nothing wrong with that so it must be on that side etc cetera, etc cetera. so
0: what what foot was on
1: my left like my prominent so foot your
0: sole foot feet, yeah
1: so for like every trick I do apart from tree top out but then I still use it as a backside foot do you know do you know what I mean like yeah I yeah well yeah because made... most
0: people most people when they do tree top sales put most of their weight on the backside foot so
1: yeah exactly so that he used it for that even though that i i'll top the other way I, that's just a weird thing that i do i, I don't have any balance on that backslide even though it might look like i do i just kind of sit down and it works but yeah so like that took me to like after christmas in 2020 uh no yeah wait no yeah that after christmas in 2021 i went to get some x-rays to make sure it was okay the x-rays came back clear no breakages in my leg or my bone or, or any part of the bone so i started physio felt stronger for six weeks which took me into like april um march february march time and then it's just deteriorated i just don't have the strength on it and being really really honest with you dave i've not exactly looked after it properly that's my bad but i'm also being told from physio appointments and stuff like that that i just need to get over it pretty much so it's kind of hard to kind of balance the whole Oh, I'm looking after it myself and then I'm being told nothing's wrong with it. It was just, its a bit of a downer in all honesty. Um, So I kind of just gave up with it. And then about two, three months ago, I was like, actually, no, I actually messaged Sam, USD, um, Sam Croft. And I was just like, look, man, I, I can't do anything at the moment. And I told you, I told him about the incident when I did it. And he was like, oh yeah, man, just have the winter off. We'll, we'll pick it back up in the spring. And I kind of just went back to him and look, I've been on the road to recovery or recovery long as I can be on it now, and it's not going anywhere. So it's going to start getting serious now. So I'm just going to take a step back in regards to promotional stuff, videos, shit like that. But then the USDEU EU um, edit came around, and I was just so used to get some of it, so I went out again, again, putting myself back (laughs) stupidly. And then after that filming session, I just was like, right, okay, I'm done until I get my MRI results. And started video and i'm just waiting on my my mri results now so
0: but you've still been you've still been getting clips because you obviously got film finished the bc intro section and that only came out what two months ago three months ago and
1: yeah so a lot of that footage i had had
0: newer footage in it as well though
1: yeah yeah some of the footage i just grit and bear it some days so like I wake up in the morning and if I've not got the ache or I've not got the pain, and I just stand up out of bed and I can get out of bed without the pain, I kind of just have a mindset of, oh, right, okay, take advantage of this, take advantage of every second that your ankle's not giving you chip. Stupidly, that is obviously probably putting me back, further back back in regards to recovery, but the days that you feel like you can skate and everyone else is skating and it's sunny and you've got your cameras out and and you feel like the vibe of the day, I, I just don't want, to go. Oh, sorry, I can't today. I'm just going to chill because of my ankle. It's that internal battle of sometimes just going fuck it. I'm, I'm just going to skate and Jerry. It's how it is. and I've recently been tra- um, doing physio and it's been feeling a lot better. Like I say, I'm still waiting for MRI results. But I've been like two two weeks ago. I did the best trick I've ever done. Like, well, maybe not the best trick I've ever done, but one of the tricks that I've thought about for so long and just it just worked in my head one morning. I woke up, no pain. We went we, we met quite early in town and i was just like right i want to do this now or just get on with the day if i don't do it in 20 minutes we'll just move on and i just will film for the rest of the day or i'll just get little bits and look after my ankle right it worked i got the clip fisheye and long, and it felt amazing and then towards the end of the day it was fucked again so i am it swings and roundabouts man i just can't put like an, a definitive answer to how's your ankle because some days it's good some days it's bad yeah and that's the annoying thing because people will be like man you just did that trick like you're fine shut yeah. up and i'm like no no you don't know
0: <laughs> plus but, those yeah yeah but at least you're saying you're going to potentially get a decision next month with the, the mri results yeah august
1: the 5th so okay my worry is that i'm just going to go into the hospital and he's going to go yeah as suspected they think it well one physician thinks it's um, early onset arthritis and the injuries provoked it. And right over my head, I kind of just dismissed it straight away. And then another physician is saying that there is a ligament that holds your tib and your fib into your ankle, it beats it locked lot like this. And it's like a band that goes across your ankle and it's just a tendon. And he thinks that I snapped so that my tib and my fib now sit, I'm oh, sorry, that way, my tib and my fib tib and fib now just sit on top of my ankle but the surgery would be to reconnect that with some sort of elastic band that would hold it together without the need to put anything metal in there so I wouldn't lose any mobility so the problem is that I'm receiving so much mixed information I'm going to one guy he's going oh you've 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 just torn a bit of ligament you'll be fine another guy's going it's early on for arthritis and the other guy's going shit we need to get you into an MRI today we need to get you there as soon as possible because I think you've snapped this band And it can cause like issues down the line with like your hip stability and stuff like that. So it's just I'm getting fed so much information and I'm not putting NHS down, I'm not putting any of the met down. It's just obviously a very stressful time. It's also very stressful for me that I'm just being told one thing one minute, one thing another. It's fucking as plus it, yeah
0: at this stage it is conjecture and all their parts because all of them are just guessing without having without having seen what's going on in there none of them know for certain they they're just exactly based on what you're telling them that's the that's the best guess yeah it, it, it
1: hurts when i do this but some days it doesn't that's the pro- that's the problem as well because it's so random and like sorry excuse me the days when it hurts are really really bad like i just won't do stairs on the days that it hurts and then the days that it's good i'm thinking about a trick that's, I've been manifesting in so long and, and like I said last week I did one that I've been thinking about for years and years well not years and years and years the spots only been there about six months but ever since that spot got put in got put in the Manchester group track, this big horrible kink rail next to this dirty horrible like downslope next to it which is just horrible cobbles if you're not staying flat you're not getting down it I'm not going to take trick because it's sick but like I just did that and, I, and in my head I'm just like well I'm going to be fine now but that was just one of the ups and then yeah. the next time the skate will be the down and yeah plus
0: you were saying yeah. as well like it's one of those ones where if you stop showing up to sessions and people know that you're just consistently not going to come out then they're going to stop inviting you and one of the main things about blading that so many people stick with it for so long is the social circle but the thing is with if you've got skater friends and they're not injured and they want to skate and you can't skate then it's, it's you're, a bummer. you're, you're yeah, ostracizing yourself yeah
1: it's a negative mindset I, I tell you there's so many days i've gone out and just been like oh well i'll just film because i'll enjoy the day i'll have some beers i'll i'll smoke I'll, I'll chill and by the end of it i'm like annoyed that i'm like everyone else has got clipped here like i'm just about <laughs> cigarettes the in a car park in winter yeah. like what the f- am i doing It's nothing against the boys nothing against the crew you know they know that i know that but on a level it can just be kind of like like make you feel a bit alone in them sessions because you're the only one that's holding back everyone else is having fun and it does get a bit shit. so some days i've just gone nah, fuck it I, i'm not going out and that sucks i should be able to go out and enjoy it no matter what because it is very very social when you go out in manchester yeah. with the lads it's a meeting just before midday we'll we, we get a few clips and then Depending on the vibe of the session, it'll either go into tinnies and having a, a laugh, or it'll carry on serious and people look at fucking hammers, and it's and it's sick, and I love that. That's what I live for. But it can be kind of like daunting, like you say, like oh, a big fun day out when I can't have as as much fun as everyone else, and it yeah. almost made. I've been torn so many times where I felt selfish about feeling like that, but also nah fuck you. I'm I'm, I'm not I'm filming you today. I'm getting grumpy about it, like. I, and the boys will tell you. Then some days I'm just like, fuck it, no, I'm just, I'm not bothered. I'm just going to come out, and do few tinnies, and go home. And that sounds pretty depressing, but it can be like that.
0: Yeah. No, no, I can fully appreciate it. Yeah. Before one of the Barcelona trips where we went with all the Sheffield guys, both me and Riddles got injured about maybe two months max before we were due to go. We'd already paid for like the flights and accommodation. So we went anyway. And by day two, I was just desperate to come home. I was miserable. I was like, this is, yeah, I'm just, just traveling around, seeing all yeah, these spots settling, that I can't
1: it, skate. Yeah, yeah. Just fucking absolutely watching other people have what you want. And that's yeah. hard as much as you try and be happy for others. <laughs> We do, don't we do, we do, but it's difficult.
0: Or, yeah, or even worse was like, you'd get to a spot and people are like, oh no, yeah, oh no, and they just wouldn't like step up and try it and you're like, oh my God, oh my, I'd do anything to be in your position right now, just fucking just do the it. the ability
1: to just be like, right, I could do even something like quite standard down this and that feeling of just landing yeah. something, feeling solid and just being able to be a part of it and be appreciated oh. on a selfish level
0: yeah, you're earth. like just just royale it for the love of God, just royale it. Can some do just, it. Like, someone Do it. But the
1: thing is, I turn down so many opportunities to just do a royale nowadays. I feel like I'm, I'm almost becoming a snob with it, which is good in the sense of the stacking of the footage it might be less click, but I know it's good quality. But that, and I now understand that the odd royale ah oh, is so so good, even if it's done a short shitty. Handrail. We went to a rail that Kaleo put on his story the other day, and Kaleo did like a, a soul grind with his mask on. Have you seen that
0: clip? I don't, I don't
1: think so. So Like he he's got he's like mascot. He's like this white dog.
0: Right. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah.
1: And he has a mask that that he wears, like just to take photos and stuff like that. But he wanted to do a trick in it, and he's got eye cuts out with a really, really, really small eye eye cuts. And he does this so and he does a soul down it with this mask on. He's absolutely pissed. I think I've got the clip. I'll send you that as well. It's so good. Yikes. Um, okay. But I just did a Royale down it. And because I was in a good mindset that day, I was like, oh, I'm not the one of them. in so long. And it just feels so good to just even just do that. Like it's nothing compared to what I know I'm capable of on a good day. But just to be able to do it is just a dream, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Um, Going slightly back, I was really surprised when you got on USD because obviously I didn't realize you had any like contact. No, just because I didn't, shut up. I didn't realize you had any contact with Sam and obviously I knew when Sam took over. I was thinking if you were going to get sponsored by anyone, you better get sponsored by Razors because logically it makes the most sense because you're really good mates with Alex Burstyn. He's obviously been like promoting you over the years, like filming sections of you, try to get your name out there. How, how did that never come up in conversation between you and Al? I
1: don't know. Or did, or did um, it come it up did. in conversation
0: and you just didn't want think, to try the skates?
1: I think it did. And I tried his skates, like the, the first and pro model, and I got a few clips in them at, in the MCR video. And I, and I, and I was getting on with them, but I was skating the smaller size shell. And I have this problem with so many skates where I'm like at the edge of the... Sm- at yeah, the edge I'm of the, the same, floor yeah, or the, the big one feels like a fucking yacht, and there's just no point in me even trying it. So, the seven, eight razors burn them, but like that six, that side six, I was like, Oh, this feels good, but after a while, my feet would just deteriorate in them. So, I would do like a two hour session, and they just weren't feeling right. So, yeah, but like, even though the conversation had sort of like Alex, is just so supportive, man. It's unreal. But like, as the conversations kind of like evolved, he was like, "Well, if you like them, um, let's 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 have the chat. Let's, let's put you in contact, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. But I kind of, I kind of had already made the decision that that wasn't what I wanted because I didn't want to rep a, um, a sponsorship or a company that I didn't enjoy riding the skates. Okay. So it kind of just was mentioned a few times like oh you'd, you'd you'd kill it on the razor's team blah 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 or, or yeah why didn't why don't you try it and me going yeah that'd be a cool idea and then like a week later i'd be back on my bailout so it was kind of like and we'd have the laugh of like oh well that's not gonna happen is it then it's like no it, it's not it's like i'm sure if the skate worked for me i'd have pushed it more i don't even think i would have had to mention it i think i would have just been like right I, i'm ready I, this is what i want this is what because that's it, as much as it sounds cringe and silly it's 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 the child of dream to ride for a parent for a company that you've looked up to for years anyway so it would have been match made in heaven for me but unfortunately the boot didn't work so and that was when i made the shift from velo to usd because i was skating usd for a couple of years before sam approached me and that was one of his points like I know you like the aeon you, you look good in the aeon you no know, let's let's give it a go and that was it was more natural i was already riding the skate i was already enjoying the skate I was already after the most more of the aeons on the uk blade trade so it was kind of like it just worked uh, even though the razors one didn't which in hindsight i'm happy for happy with but yeah it could have been a lot different if the Razor skates were proper
0: I mean, I mean considering how much shit the brand's been getting the past couple of years from like every pro skater that's left the team, it's probably for the best. You might end up quitting yeah, races. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um yeah. Which which would have made <laughs> I, I, which I, would have I, made shit awkward with Alex. <laughs>
0: Imagine going to hang out with Alex like, yeah, man, I'm 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 done. Like I don't want to be do I be in the team anymore.
1: <laughs> Alex is a loyal man. And um he, and he's done enough to not be involved in that conversation, I think. But
0: Oh no! Abs- like, absolutely, razors as a brand,
1: razors as a brand. Sorry, yeah, razors brand have obviously made some bad decisions in the past few years. And I'm not saying every like the brands I rep or any other brands are making absolutely the best decision in the world, but razors have very obviously made some wrong ones. So, and that has become not like a boycott because that's a silly way to put it, but like not, no, not, not at Rais- all.
0: But it's 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 like tarnished a reputation that they spent a lot of years kind of creating with the various teams they had over the years and the videos and the image that they portrayed. And it just feels like it's kind of
1: it's, its a tint to it weakened now, it?
0: its whole image. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I'm, I'm not one to listen to, but I see Razors as two separate things now. I see the the core lot of Razor skaters, Alex, Connor coming up. Most of them who skate cults, in all honesty. And then I see the rest of it and it's just like... Yeah. <sighs> sl skating no offense to anyone who skates themselves um,
0: not yeah this
1: has a certain style and, and but the cults have that sort of like raw sort of ghetto feel to them i enjoyed the cults when i skated the cults i could fit i couldn't fit in this um the six but because the seven eight was thinner and felt lighter it worked but obviously conversations were never had. but yeah I, I can i see razors as a split thing now i see the ones that represent them in the way, in the sort of skating that I don't like and then I see them represented in the sort of skating that I do like Cody who's on the races I, I was about to say I,
0: I love how you're naming Colts because you're basically just talking about Cody and previously Ryan Park yeah right yeah
1: yeah favorite skating in the world when Ryan skates Colts now he skates your thing he looks just as good but I don't know something just happened something just happened with that cult backslide that works for a lot of people Bauer for a long time. Yeah. Even though he's James, skating SLs. He's James Burrell looked, am- looked amazing in the coats. Yeah. 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 But he's obviously had issues with razors as well. Like he didn't feel included, etc. etc. It's just there's that long light long list now of the last few years of people getting fucked over. Like, what the hell? Derek Anderson's getting a second pro boot and someone told me he's not getting paid again. Is that right? Ooh, or is that I, I don't it?
0: know if that's true. He, I know that I know that he, he got royalties for the first skate. He did. Um, maybe Greg maybe Greg Greg season. Preston confirmed it when um he came on platform, but Greg never get paid for doing the promo. Um I think Derek yeah. I think Derek oh, and Matt Mickey paid paid him out of their own pocket, which is kind uh, of fucked up that the, the skater's paying the filmer and editor when it's something to benefit the brand. Yeah, it's it's a, it was a strange situation. But um
1: Yeah, but like I say I don't know enough around it, but rumours have sort of emerged because of actions taken by razors so i might be hearing the most extreme side of it and half it might not be true but it's come from somewhere yeah yeah there's always a wrong before the wrong is exposed there's something probably completely blown out of proportion but it starts somewhere
0: yeah true plus even just on that level the fact that derek's had two skates in the space of 24 months and yet there's guys on that team that have been absolutely killing it for years and seem where's, to just be yeah. kind of getting neglected
1: <laughs> where's alex's second like that's been over just like five years like, as well he's, it, he's, he's he's come away as like yeah. being that active pro skater and he's and he's taken on the skate park and he's, and he's taken on this role of kind of like I don't know he's still an influential person in rollerblading because people fucking love him rightly yeah. so but he's not that main go-to I've oh, seen his new section you've seen this you've seen that we're working on bits at the minute, which is really really exciting. But that's for the future. At this minute in time, he is obviously concentrating on other aspects of his life. And but two years ago, when he was in Malaga and shit like that before Alice was born, he was off of the off of the pile. And he just oh yeah, coming. there was
0: there was a period. Well, before he got hurt and with his sciatica and all that stuff. Like before that, he was just on fire and like skating amazing and comps, putting out section after section. And it yeah. seemed like there wasn't even a mention of a possibility of him getting a second pro skate, which is kind of wild because at, there was a several year period where he was like, there weren't many people in the team being that productive.
1: Yeah, Quinny as well. That first one should have come way sooner, so then there was time for a second before he parted ways. Like in my personal opinion, and then yeah, and just people like John from like I like John not my favorite skater in the world but very much deserves something from raiders for all them years of just constant constant consistency of he would be able to do every trick that you dream about and make it look solid but what did he get he got nothing and obviously he's spoke out and rightly so like people are just being left behind because someone's not someone's not at the top actually looking over the situation it kind of looks like it's being dealt with internally but not by the top dude
0: yeah um,
1: right I yeah. feel like slack like raises off offload,
0: sorry nah not at all um, you mentioned Alex so obviously I'm, I'm right in thinking you helped him build some of the ramps for the skate park that's opened how long's, how, how long's SK skate park been open now two months
1: Um, yeah like early May so like just coming on to three months
0: okay three months from
1: and, and they're doing like they're doing well there's obviously summer no skate parks doing amazing but doing well yeah it was a it was a funny turnaround so this has been Alex's sort of dream for a while, I believe. Um, yeah, I'll because he was—he was,
0: like, was campaigning for yeah for Stockport to have another indoor park, pretty much yeah. within a year of the UK skate park, like Bones uh, closing down.
1: It put it, it got pushed um, a lot. A bit of efforts were pushed on the Alexandra Skate Park, which is the local outdoor concrete plaza that Owen helped sort of. Um, Bring to the light and was charitable about and, and it and it was brought in and, and created. It was lovely. And we've had a few jams there. It's been great. And I I bet that, well, I don't think that was Alex's influence. I think Alex wanted to do this a long time, but that one had to pass before he had to start because we'd obviously just had a concrete park put in one of the really, really neighbor close neighbouring towns of Stockport. Um but yeah, it was it was too long since it was the idea was that it was too long since we would had a skate park in Stockport as pretty much its own city added on to Manchester. We are Manchester, but we are Quite a lot. Well, Stockport's quite large. It's kind of seen it as its own mini city connected to Manchester. Right. So yeah, he, he pushed for it. um He did some funding, and then all of a sudden, I just remember a group chat being made, going, "We need hands. We need hands on deck." And yeah, fucking course, we did fifty hours in that place. It was it was a laugh how we did it. It was fun. It was stressful. It was kind of yeah, because it
0: felt like it felt like yeah it was very kind of last minute like oh this is opening like yeah. now and there was no there was no like photos of like building progress or plans or it was just oh it's no. it's, it's opening and we're like whoa we're ready
1: yeah yeah that's all it was and the problem the thing i think that was because that they were looking for a unit for so long like no one would rent it out to them for health and safety reasons i bet but they just couldn't find a unit that worked and then this unit that they just got dropped to the feet i think or they just kind of skunked stumbled across across it and he just took advantage and went, Let's do it, Three feet in. And with the help of like the skateboarding community, because a bit of funding came from some hoodies that were made that were representing a friend that passed a, a yeah. year bef- a year prior, Basra Barrett. He was called Chris Barrett. And I didn't know him as well as Alex, but knew him, knew of him. He was a lovely book, and it was sad to see him go. And that hit Alex really, really hard and hit the local skateboarding community really, really hard. So it was a very community base thing around this this character and um, they managed to raise some funds off these hoodies of this Basra dude that was put towards a skate park with um other bits of money that had been pulled and the GoFundMe stuff etc cetera, etc cetera. and yeah it was just like oh shit we're, we're off the ground we've, we've got a place we need to clear it we need to make it safe we need to do make sure it's good for insurance. So this was in the background. I only helped actually put up some one and build some ramps, but yeah, it, it quickest turnaround I've ever seen. And it's not the biggest place in the world, but it's really sick. I, I love it. I've not been back for a while actually, cause the weather and cold, but yeah, we, we managed to bring it out. I think it opened early May and yeah, and he, he's already making changes, which is for me a positive thing. I think yeah, I
0: saw the I saw they've already get plans for like what was it a bowl or and something else
1: bowl partner. yeah yeah yeah. There's a there's a dude called Will who's skated for ages, but has been just on the outskirts of Stockport enough for me not to really bump into him a lot over the years. But apparently he went to bone so did I. I kind of recognise him, kind of don't. But he was he's a joiner and he was very much heavily involved in it, and then has been kind of appointed. Head joiner of the skate park, head builder, head head dude who's gonna look after it, maintain it, make sure the ramps are good, etc. And he's kind of helping that sort of restructure come along, which is really, really nice. We had like a big vert wall. At the bottom of the boxes. Oh, yeah, yeah. he was just too close, man. It was just, yeah, it, it, it looks dangerously close. Yeah, <laughs> the problem was with it you'd have a day shift lot who were just coming in, and some of them were getting paid to do it, some of them were just coming for free because they wanted to help out. And then you get the night shift the night shift where some of the joiners that had finished work and then were coming later, me finishing work in the day in an office, and then going there six to 12, going home, going to work, going there six to 12. So it's kind of like a day shift, night shift. And if smoke wasn't communicated right on that day shift to night shift, then the day shift would come in the next day and it would be like, oh, fuck, this has been put in place. We're just going to have to roll with it. And it kind of just snowballed yeah. like that. It, it all came together at the end because the likes of Will, Alec, um, another lad, Luke, they kind of banged their heads together and went, no, we need to take charge of it now. And instead of allowing some of the lads to just come and pit around, it's the lads who actually want to build it and are actually handy. do it and yeah it came around and he's got a skate park and he does lessons there he's got a shop he's got he's got a cafe that does amazing food by the looks of it Um, and yeah he's bringing a bar in and he's ready for winter it seems because that's when it's going to be the busiest for him. i
0: think that's the main one if you can just yeah a skate park if you can just survive that first summer then it can only get better because once the weather starts to turn people are going to head back indoors and that's when you know you see whether or not it's a viable business or not
1: yeah the problem is we've had a lot of sun recently as much as Manchester's Manchester we've had a healthy amount of sun so it's been a lot of days where wow, if it was raining we would have made extra but by no means I think they're struggling they, they, they sound to sound like they're doing everything right paying bills and keeping it alive and afloat surviving alive until winter and onwards and upwards man I'm really really proud of him he's done really well.
0: Nice, sounds good. And am I right in thinking you've just got like an extra, like a second job or whatever, or an evening job doing? Because I saw, I saw uh, Laura put up a post saying like "Welcome to the team" or whatever, and then I saw that you've been advertising lessons at uh, oh, what's that place called? The Pump Cage is that what it's called?
1: Yeah, yeah Pump Cage Project Cage. Yeah, the one yeah. under the, the the Ring Road in Manchester. So yeah, um, so I work a forty-hour-a-week job. In an office, reception, security, that sort of thing. And then Monday nights, I coach a group session at Project, which is a, a get back under the bridge. And I don't know, man. And then, oh, sorry, actually, I'll is it rollerblades
0: you, so, that you, you like, coach? Yes,
1: yeah, I, I, I coach um, quads and rollerblading on right. that um, evening session. So it's seven till nine on a Monday evening, every evening. And 45 people come every week. And it's fucking sick. That's it's a, majority. That's a lot. That's amazing, right? And let's I'll be very, very honest with you. It's majority quads, but there's a good 10, 15 rollerbladers that I've never seen before in my life. And all these quad skaters have picked it up through lockdown and stuck with it, or they've come away from roller derby and started doing skate parks because roller derby is classed as a team sport and you couldn't do it over COVID times, yeah. et etc. et cetera. Skating is classed as an individual sport and individual exercise. So it's kind of more viable for a lot of people at that time. So it's kind of just brought back that vibe of Manchester back, like rolling wise. Like Plus,
0: we, skates are like I. I don't really care if someone's on quads or on rollerblades. Like the fact is, it's more park, people yeah. paying entry into a skate park, so it's keeping like it's keeping the skate park open regardless.
1: Yeah. The skate park open regardless. there's forty to forty-five people there, and I've been dabbling in a bit of quad skating. It's kind of fun, kind of scary. No ankle support, so it's probably a bad yeah. time to do it. But
0: yeah, that's not a yeah. good idea.
1: I'm, <laughs> and trying to speak to quad skaters and trying to explain to them, no, you need something there. Don't don't no. Just don't get a pair of vans. Or a pair of and stick some wheels on it. You need some of that, or what they've started to do now, to convert shoes into quads, is put like a carbon fibre footbed in underneath, or in your sole, so they cut out the back of the sole, you slide right. this carbon footprint thing in, and that's what you drill into. It kind of gives it a bit more stability, but there is people who just literally have quads attached to shoes. And it's uh, I didn't think sole. that was
0: yeah. as much of a thing, I thought that was just like a novelty, I thought most people were buying like made you know, like uh, made-for-purpose well, skates, like moxie for, skates for and stuff like that?
1: It's like 50-50 for our scene. You see a lot of the... I feel like it's like a DIY vibe. It's it's, it's like a scene in itself. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like
0: punk rock, kind of like yeah, aesthetic yeah. to it at the yeah, moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, the closest that some people can get to that sort of vibe anyway. Um, that's no big, like just what it is. But yeah, it's, it's been going really well. Um, and then, yeah... I. And then I do private one-to-one sessions in line only at Greystone, which is the new skate park. I, w- I want to call it a skate park. It's more of a facility. It's got like a parkour area, trampoline area, massive like indoor snow down ramp, which is just pretty much Yeah, it looks huge. Bit. And it's got like a, it's it's a got bar as well. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. The owners um, own loads of property in France and do like skiing resorts, stuff like that. So this is their off-season sort of play if you'd like but they've just kind of made it into something that's so good that like red bull are involved gb olympics are involved stuff like that so it's really really doing well so yeah i've just kind of taken on the role as the inline skater there obviously lemon um laura um was doing the inline skating she broke a toe um had to take a step back and then came back to it and then broke a patella or like a kneecap it just snapped it straight in half like two three weeks after recovering from how toe does cancer. that
0: how does that happen
1: I, I have no idea. I think she was skateboarding because she kinda she works there like on reception on the bar, stuff like that. And then right. she started doing like the coaching or like the school like trips that happen there. She's like really well doing really well for herself there. She sounds like she's really enjoying it as well. But obviously injury has stopped doing the coaching side. So yeah. she's picked up more knee kneecaps
0: and then that's bad.
1: Yeah, like she was in one of them like straight leg casts for ages. Not the an actual cast, but the ones that kind of brace your leg. Right. She says so much muscle, like she, it's, it's quite a depressing thing, isn't it? Just watching your leg deteriorate in a cast or a depot. Yeah. It's not good, she had a hard time with it, but she's slowly picking it back up, but um, I'm still currently doing the inline sessions there. So it's good, it's tiring because of my other job, but the idea is- I was going is- to say,
0: why are you doing, like, why are you taking on these, Like, you've already got a full-time job that pays the bills, yeah. that pays the mortgage. Yeah. Why, are you, why are you like spreading yourself so thin doing these extra things?
1: Yeah, the other job covers me cush. like, I'm so cushy, like, yeah, it just covers me well, like, I, I don't get paid bad at the other job, it's not like I'm chasing money, but I had, like, a moment in my job about two three months ago where i just kind of snapped had a bit of a breakdown mentally and i just kind of went no i'm not fucking doing it ever again i'm not going back to work and and i just pretty much applied for every skate park in the northwest and applied for every postman job in the northwest and was like fuck it i'm going to teach skating and be a postie and that is um, still the truth we'll,
0: we'll see how you feel about that when winter kicks in and you're walking about in a yeah pool, yeah a, like, a little shorts delivering fucking it right now posties,
1: man. taking yeah. a chill and i eventually walk past i would be as well but yeah that was the kind of like dream to pull away from this like office management job that I've got I've done five years in offices and it's fucking killing me I don't know how people do it I'm just a fake version of me showing up to work very very customer service i Brad and Connor so I call it customer service fella I'm just on, sir, How are you? Just, I'm just towards the end of it and yeah lockdown hasn't helped because Obviously everyone started working from home, which can be a stress for people, cannot be a stress, but I've had it the opposite way around where I'm just sat in this 500 man office on my own, pulling my hair out, trying to do the most minuscule jobs to keep a business running that I don't really care about. So, yeah, the idea is by the end of the year to pick up a part-time job and the part-time job and my coaching job should cover me bills wise. So yeah. Become a pro skater and get those money.
0: I mean, most most people don't like their jobs, let's be honest. Like most people don't Yeah, of really, course, man. Of
1: course. Like... And, and and there's gonna be rollerbladers watching this who are thirty-five years old going, Shut up, you child. I've been in <laughs> a job that I hate for 15 years. Rin and bear it and get on with your life. Um don't wanna
0: do that. I mean, that's that is there's there's two sides to it. Yeah, there's like, oh, like I've had rough ass jobs where I've worked in kitchens and just you've heard the most homophobic, racist shit going on like all day, every day, and it just wears on your soul. And then there's the whole like, ah, but I'm working a job that literally means nothing to me, and am I going to dedicate the rest of my life to this? Do I really want to do that? So I can appreciate it from both sides.
1: Problem is that the job that I've got could be a good career path, could be money for a very long time. I just, company I'm at, the position the state of that company, we're a a public transport company that that is endorsed by the government to provide a public service. No one's getting on buses. We're getting back on them now, but who's to say that we got down again in a month. And I know we're touching on COVID again, but it it has had such a massive impact on my work life. that it's everyday part of it. People say, I don't want to talk about COVID. It's, It's unfortunately there. We can't get around I mean, it. I mean, that, that's like the people game. who
0: go, I, yeah, I, I don't like discussing politics. I'm really sorry, but politics affects every aspect of your daily life, whether you like yeah. it or not. Even people that yeah. blade and go, oh, keep politics out of blading. Politics dictates no. whether warblading no. is illegal or legal in your city. It dictates yeah. whether you get a, a, a skate park. It dictates whether, like, you know, don't
1: you, you, the, you, the you the can't say that. that. Life, the rest of your life. There's no way you can block it out. There's, it's good to mentally block it out, don't get me wrong. It keeps a good mindset, keeps yourself positive, uplifts you, but you to get real every now and again and just understand that life is life instead of just going along in this little positivity bubble thinking everything's okay. Everything is okay. But yeah, that's the idea to pull away from a job that I don't like anymore. Okay. And do work that I enjoy. Hopefully, I want to get involved with skate shops. I want to, I wanna, I wanna. Network. I want to. I want to work for someone who's within our industry, who will pay me to do something in our industry. And I haven't worked it out yet, but there's some of that, you know.
0: I know like you're just like it's fun. Yeah, applying. I work. just
1: yeah, I just want to be involved in something. there was a job that popped up at local skates and it was like a, a work in a shop, and just want to uplift my life. Like, just let's go, babe. Like, to my mates, let's go to East Barn, let's do it. Yeah yeah, that would be an amazing opportunity that would be so sick to be able to do but it's not as easy as that but there is things that i can do to make my life more easy mentally now do you know what i mean because the office work grinds me it, it breaks me I, I look forward to my weekend and i fucking hate being that guy do you know what i mean but yeah
0: there is that, when when you yeah. start being like that guy that's like, oh God, just need to make it till Friday, just need, all oh, like, and then the weekend's over so quick, it's not a blink, then you're like, oh shit, is this, is this life now? Yeah, that's, yeah, it's not great.
1: Yeah, and people just call it being an adult, that's having to grow up, and I think that's completely wrong. I think you can enjoy your work and still be an adult, so, yeah. That's, yeah,
0: that's- well, like, the way I see it is, as long as you're paying the bills, like people, everyone else's opinion can shut the fuck up. Like as long as you've got- a Yeah, I,
1: I, that's what I mean, I've been in this office sort of lifestyle for long that I've saved up for my mortgage and now my mortgage is fuck all a month. So it means I can step back. Well, me and Juliet enjoy this house. We're we'll gonna be here for another five years and we'll buy another one, rent this one out. Hopefully the ball rolls in our, in our favor pretty much. But yeah, I've, I've done a bit of hard work as young as I am, and now I've got a bit of a period of time. Because Juliet's a breadwinner in our house. Like, I don't earn the most money out of both of us. She, she earns the money, she's got a career path, she loves the job, she's so invested, she's currently, um, it's not that interesting, but she's currently helping the company change from one software to another, and she's like the top boss. She's absolutely, like, worshipped at work, and that's amazing. We work at the same building as well, we work at the same company, which is quite...
0: All right, cool. I didn't know I didn't know you guys worked for the same company as yeah, well. Yeah, uh,
1: she worked in the payroll department, weird thing as well but her mum is my boss too <laughs> close but we're not going to go into that yeah we so both she, we both
0: live in very progressive households because your your yeah, missus is do, the right? key breadwinner yeah, yeah. my missus right? is a doctor like so it does, i could literally i could deal drugs like 24 yeah. 7 and she'd sell her money. more money than me yeah yeah
1: exactly um, but yeah uh, so like and she's so happy with the, her career path um and i'm not and we've had that conversation where like i'm not happy, you're happy, I want to change and still have this life with you, blah, 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 and yeah, and, and it's just kind of been like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm the breadwinner anyway, so do what you want, Matt, your money's not that much, shit. <laughs> <laughs> w- it wouldn't hurt us, babe,
0: it wouldn't hurt us. Just, just, just that
1: petty cash.
0: <laughs> yeah. Stop getting yeah, above your oh, station. Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly that. That's yeah, pretty funny. That's, that's, that's hopefully how the next six months will go, where I can just kind of pull away from the office word. My, my other idea was to hopefully put it to my office to do part-time and then thinking about it. I don't think that'll work so a part-time job or just get fully involved in skate park or skate industry would be the, the dream job yeah
0: well if you figure it out let me know because uh, that's what I was attempting to do we'll see and hopefully I have an office with a dog and employ at least two people and pay freelancers and pay filmers and editors oh, right. and sure. photographers hey, and it I'm just down. never worked so rollerblading, yeah. rollerblading—it's a yeah, it's a, its a tough one to crack, you know. Although yeah. some companies are making it work, some companies are right now are really making it work. Um,
1: Local smashing it. Alchemist, Loco- the new one in Hebden? He seems to be doing well enough to carry on doing it after this, after all the lockdown buzz as well. So yeah, people people make it work.
0: Yeah some yeah right some brands right are right absolutely killing it at the minute as well just seem to like sell out of stuff pretty much as soon as it hits the shelf so yeah fair play to them
1: yeah but then others are not picking up the slack as well like these companies that just not just don't class as as being involved as these core companies are because they're just don't you know i'm not going to get fully into it but just like some companies make a t-shirt and go right I'm a rollerblading company it's sick no there is that big divide but there's not like there's no middle ground of people kind of just doing as much as they can there's like the people who are really really core to it and have a lot of involvement and investment into it and then there's the other side that people are just making a few t-shirts and some of them are big because of the because of who they are, and I want to support, etc. But the other people that are not too that I don't know, I'm not fond of. I'm just like, well, you're just another t-shirt company. So yeah. there is a fine line. Well, there's not a fine line. That's what I'm trying to say. There's the people that do enough, and there's people that don't.
0: And that is true. But there's also a certain. There's only a very small portion of companies that are doing really well in rollerblading right now, and that is because they've got a lot of hype behind them, or they're already yeah they're run by people who are very prominent figures in the sport like john hulio with them or with the Kelso brothers with basement or you know the only exception i can actually think of is conjure wheels which were selling out straight away but that's because they had such a kind of missed nostalgic um marketing and packaging that people were like god we we miss senate wheels and they kind of they managed to like capture
1: that embodied that didn't they in the current day yeah like the rub Kellett just oh, anything Rob Kelly does he's a mastermind on and off skates yeah in front of him behind the camera is amazing but yeah that like his promotional stuff for them which just, was just not which should just, just be like he should be getting paid for that shit.
0: but even then I, like all, all their wheels were selling out and Conjure still shut up shop because they were like this you know I'm, I'm guessing it wasn't making enough it. money yeah yeah yeah
1: I'm being quite straight and straight to the point with some people are doing it the best and other people fuck off but people who are just doing it with t-shirts a lot of them probably just love it and want to keep it going in the little way that they can so yeah i don't want to come across as some people are just not invested but what is there to invest into when there is top dogs in the industries and then there's people that just want to give a bit back and that's amazing too so yeah it's
0: true but i don't i don't buy into the whole I don't buy into the ethos that starting a blading company gives back to blading i would say in more cases than not it actually takes away from blading because we've got a limited customer base and by creating more brands you're just stretching the limited customer base over more brands now yeah if a company comes and says oh we support our riders I'm really sorry, but giving a rider a free T-shirt every few months or a free hoodie or a free sweater or a free beanie isn't actually supporting them because most people who rollerblade are over the age of 20 and are male. And if you're over the age of 20 and male and can't afford your own clothes, well, you know that that speaks more to your personal situation than a sponsor being able to support you. However, if they can contribute financially, whether it's, I don't know, royalties on an item or you know, supporting an event and then that's, I I consider that contributing to the culture, but just making stuff and giving a, giving a select amount of people, some free stuff isn't contributing fuck all. It doesn't, it doesn't help blazing in any way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're not even another level of it, if you're not creating content, not even like actually physically giving back, like that community thing that them's doing, that is fucking amazing, isn't it? It's just so next level. It's, it's, it's the, and how clever is John Dulo for thinking of that it's just so fucking it's just makes you want to support it it just makes you want to go fucking, yeah he's, he's the, the level of ahead.
0: transparency they're displaying is and I think yeah. it's scaring and a lot of other companies because they're like well it's, we it's we now need to well show people marketed. what we're doing yeah
1: it's very well marketed it's very much oh look at us giving it back and and and, and that's no dig at them or, or John or anyone involved in that it is They are marketing it so well that it makes you think, wow, I'm proud to be able to support that. It's it's a very, very clever and- and Oh, if they're they're
0: giving stuff back, like hell yeah, they should like shout it from the rooftops and get some, you know, white knight status and get- Yeah, 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 exactly. It it, it is worth like remembering that John Julio's been involved with a lot more companies that have failed than have succeeded. So like he was in England, England died, he did, uh, he did like runners project backpacks they died diner it died like synergy bearings that da- so what yeah. i will say for john to be is fair, it, that's
1: it, all before my yeah. time but i get where you're coming from in the sense. but it's it's,
0: it's not about like record. it's not like it's, it's not about like all the failed companies it's about the one company you do that succeeds and them seems to be the one company that he's doing that's absolutely killing it so fair enough yeah
1: yeah Touching Um, on the point of creating media and stuff like that, I just think, yeah, if you're going to have a brand that's involved in rollerblading, then I want to see what that brand stands for on a media platform. And if you don't have that, I just I don't see it as much as of a a brand anymore because there's nothing to support it. Like, yeah, there's an extra level of giving back and there's an extra level of contributing to rollerblading. and, And one aspect of that is through media, and that is a massive part of our industry, isn't it? Like. And if you don't give back in that respect, or if you if you don't create media and you don't give back to the community on a financially giving basis, then then it doesn't. You don't cut the mustard, mate.
0: It is kind of yeah. That is one thing I'll definitely agree with you on. It's kind of surprising how many brands, um, like these these fake ass companies that aren't actually like registered or like and or pay t- any taxes. But it's kind of crazy how many like rollerblading companies that are out there that don't create any content like they'll they reshare stuff they'll share like team rider stuff the yeah 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 put stuff on I've their social media the page so yeah yeah exactly you're basically seeing like secondhand goods it's like used used footage
1: and when you follow the rider and the brand and, the, and his mate i see the same thing 40 times and they on instagram and i'm like yeah I'm, I'm yeah about that like, make it ex- not exclusivity but like Ten people
0: yeah i know what you mean yeah it's quite surprising considering how creative the pursuit of blading is how like there are quite a lot of brands that yeah just don't put out not even like full-length videos but like i don't know just regular like sections or montages yeah, or, promos like, like, or
1: promos for drops of clothing that should be a standard i personally like or at least a couple of bits from each rider i know that every time there's a drop for brag I physically go right okay send me the gear and I'm going to go out and get something and get back to it that's obviously not been the most consistent side of my skating recently because of injury but yeah that is just an unwritten agreement between me and Greg and Greg and the rest of the dudes on blade life and like that seems fucking huge it's like massive in Europe like Carlos Bernal Michael Prado All oh, these are just huge names and people are drawn to that because they're like oh they're going to drop some clips off that drop yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah,
0: they've they've built like a solid following, and it's been very organic. It has just been they've just travelled about, met people, you know, yeah. made these relationships. Yeah. Were
1: like, it was just yeah, they the heat on skate guys, and that was just so amazing. Like just completely matched. Like
0: I forgot, about it. Yeah, you expected. were you were in Poland, like with Bobby Spazov and Greg and all those yeah, guys. Yeah, first
1: met Bobby, character and a half. What, um, what was what was kids. that trip
0: like? Because like weirdly i've had since since the last like winter clash like the proper winter clash everyone went to obviously had bobby on the podcast and i've spoke to him a few times just like he's fo- he's just like randomly phoned me and we've spoke on the phone and no i, I, I got along with him really but like he's got very dry yeah, sense of humor, I, and I, I think he's really funny
1: i i don't know i kind of like my I, my mindset when going to meet him was oh this is like celebrity because i really dig this shit. so it was kind of took a few days to get used to, and then one day he asked me to make him a brew, and he asked for a couple of sugars in it, and I put salt in it, and it kind of broke the ice. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it just kind of it was just meant from there. I got a bit of the banter of Bobby, which was nice to have because he's a dick when he wants to be, and I love that of a person. Yeah. Like, if you can give me a bit of grief back, I'm, I'm gonna gonna get on me a lot easier. If you don't give me nothing it's gonna be very hard for me to. but yeah I kind of got a bit out of him from that coffee just it back out I'm like what the fuck like it was it was just so good and he kind of broke the ice on me a bit because I was just Greg's mate who he'd brought on I was brand new to the team he doesn't want anyone else on the team he didn't want anyone else on the team from the UK at the time so I kind of felt like oh shit man like I'm a bit younger than all these dudes I've I've watched Francis skating for years Michael Witzerman I was friends with him so that was a nice sort of familiar face through Connor and stuff like that um but yeah like like going on a trip with bobby and like watching bobby perform the shit that he does it was just like mesmerizing it's crazy i wanted to be quiet on clips which i was like oh that's stupid but then going older i'm like
0: i, d- I remember you telling yeah, me that yeah he was he was attempting something he was like like, he was like, Shh, like I,
1: need, I need to concentrate yeah yeah, yeah. yeah sorry <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I was like no don't be silly but then as you get older you do realize like that For Bobby, it's all or nothing, that is it. So like that is his job, it's not a job for me. I I can have a laugh around it and not take it fully seriously as Bobby because he's a professional, I'm not. I'm a semi-pro and that's where I aspire to be and that's what I want to be. That's another reason I'm coming away from office life is to go put more into skating. I can, can, with the energy and the time that I will have away from an, an office lifestyle, I'll be able to put more in and hopefully look after my body a bit better um, but yeah, just being able to do that with Bobby was probably something else, man.
0: It was something else. Cool. Um, we mentioned your BHC section came out recently. How did you get on BHC? Was that through Alex? Nah. or no? Actually. What? Nah.
1: Right. Um So because uh, they're
0: they're very very selective about who gets on, and like they don't they don't just like shove uh. people on the team for no reason
1: maybe i've just like spoke too soon there like alex has always said i'll have the words with treble I'll, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll talk we'll talk and i've always been like yeah sick but i've never i've never been one to ask for that sort of sponsorship. Ne- i'll never ask for a sponsorship i don't think it's right i think if someone wants you to represent their brand that's an honor and that's you you've chosen to do so i think that's how it should be i, I guess on a different level. And it's professional, if you come away from being a professional for a certain brand, and you go and pretty much go around the rest of the company, that's completely different. But for me personally, at that moment in time, I was never gonna ask. And yeah, so the conversations back and forth with me and Alex were just like, Oh, yeah, just we'll talk about we'll talk about it. There was a break in BHC as well, which was due to personal circumstances, I believe. But when the way I heard of it was last January 2020, just before lockdown, we were at we're in London again. And me, Rob, like cheese. We got the train down on Friday night. We got there about half eleven and got a few bears on the train, but we weren't on the same level as everyone else. Everyone has been out since five o'clock after work, and they were all at this sort of like outdoor bar bit. Elliot Stevens was already on there with um just everyone. Sam, Bauer, the lot, John. And Mark and his missus were there as well, Mark Treble. And there were the only seats available. They were like, oh, come over to our guys. And Mark had had a beer and he mentioned like, oh, well, we got to know each other, shook his hand, said hello. Oh, nice to meet you properly. Because I never actually met him apart from Nas Festival when I was like 15 and off my face. So <laughs> I was kind of like, I never probably didn't even speak through him since then because I was so embarrassed. But like, I was, I was on a level, I had a few beers. I went and said hello. I was like, oh, fucking love your shit, blah, blah, blah night progressed and yeah he just came to me towards not the end of the night but a bit later on in the night and we're just like yeah we fucking love your skate and we've loved it for years and i was just blown away like oh my god thank you so much um and he was just like yeah call me in the morning call me in the morning we want to talk about the team and the morning was the capital clash jam and i was it a couple of trash i don't know one of the ones i can't remember but the next day we we got together we went for a coffee in the morning with elliot and that and mark was there again and, and he asked again and, it funny because I was sat next to Rob on the right-hand side of Mark's here, and I'm chatting like this. Oh, yeah, that'd be really nice. Thank you so much. That's great. And then I hear Rob just go, I won't remember that in the morning. Like, <laughs> just kind <like laughs> of like, he's going to fucking forget. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to fucking take it. as nothing. I'm just going to you see how know, it progresses. Let it naturally evolve. Blah, blah, blah. And yeah, next day he just came up to me and was like, yo, what's your number? Here's a jacket. Let's go. And yeah, he was like, keep it on the down low up until we dropped the edit and I just went away from that. January stacked till about September, did my ankle was on and off for a few months and then carried on stacking on the good days between January till current day. Um, well, until it was dropped. I remember the last clip that I got, the last clip actually might've been, there was no footage of me on my greenscape on the lomaxes on that, was it? Just the blacks and the silvers so yeah the last the last clips i got for that were like march time april time i think if not probably even earlier i'd have to tell when the edit was not not long it was a bit of an interim period where i didn't get anything in between for like five months and then i finished it off with some bangers um, and then yeah it kind of just went from there sent me some wheels got a couple of the alexis wheels got the elliot wheels obviously got to represent the lads and then yeah it's I've been quiet. I've just explained some luck on injury. I'm on the injury list at the minute. I will come back to you and have the conversation. Oh, I need some more wheels when I'm feeling like I can perform and represent again. So, yeah, just it's just again it, it happened so naturally that it felt right. And I've obviously looked up to BHC for years. Like I've got signatures of all the riders when I was a kid. Like Leon and, and Alex, even Alex is one of my best mates. I've got his signature upstairs. Like on a bhc t-shirt and yeah just been something that i've always supported and always wanted to support yeah and now i get to support in a different way and it's very sad nice
0: they've been they've been quite quiet since elliot's wheel came out but do you know if they've got any plans to do it soon or if they're getting coming out um,
1: i've seen more things i'm not going to say anything else because it's not my place but i've seen more things oh, okay. I've just ideas dropped in messenger going we're still here. Mark's got a very busy life. Yeah. Um, which is very, like, it's just quite an obvious thing. Um And yeah, and obviously, BHC has been going on since day, way before I was even around, couldn't even tell you when the first BHC video was, couldn't tell you the first riders, I just know it from being sprayed around. Yeah, it.
0: they've been going the better part of, it's at least 15 years maybe even well, I, mean,
1: I probably started skating 15 years ago and I had no idea because the first five years of my skate life was just stuck at Glossop Skate Park not understanding anything not looking at any media not looking at anything other than concrete and square ledges so who was
0: um, who were like the first skaters you looked up to then like the first like who were the first ones like, you like saw
1: Alec and, and Elliot and and Nick I've got Nick's cuff on, the, on a shelf with his, with his name on it somewhere over there so the people like I now skate with and are on teams with, and and create more on like rollerblading content with. Are the people that I looked up to as kids, uh, but not like online or anything. Just, That's like, what I mean. At, I don't. I don't home. mean
0: like seeing them in real life and being like, "Oh, they're amazing." I mean, like who who were the first people you saw? Like I don't know, from either overseas or just online or in um, videos. So, and you were like, holy shit! I, I remember I want, going I want to be book. able to do what they can do. Uh,
1: you know what? It wasn't. Is like I, I had a goal. I had aspirations. But I don't, even, I don't like, even mean like
0: that. I just mean like watching her stuff and going, "Oh, yeah, that's that." I, I like the look of that.
1: Like, like Aragon Three vibe of skating, you know? Aragon maybe even Aragon Four. Like, like I remember going to sessions at Bones and being mesmerised by what the Bones Tuesday night PNS skate was just full of hammers every day. Lee Devro, Five Forty Three, Top Acid in every other week on the same. Like, yeah. On different obstacles down at that part like it was just fucking mental so that was a massive aspiration anyway and then i kind of got pally with a few of the guys like mark lee was in uni there johnny Quayle, and that, that's when i got onto the true apparel team that um suddenly came to an end when they found out about bhc and it was kind of like i'm being sponsored by their competitors etc etc. Et so we parted ways they were they're my boys though True apparel love them to death tom Perigo, shout out all of them it was just it was the time to move on from there because i'd had i had BHC as a wheel sponsor i had usd as a boot sponsor i had um blade life as the main clothing sponsor in my eyes and i had been for the past year anyway because i wasn't putting much effort into true apparel which they obviously felt but yeah like getting to know them lads they were like oh so what do you watch like watch your videos Oh, do you watch did do you watch all the old school stuff i was like no idea someone was like oh you look you skate like gonzo i was like Who the fuck's gonzo? like I had no <laughs> idea. So, and then Jim Akers, who was obviously part of True Lot as well, shout out Jim, he's over in um, Vietnam at the minute, traveling around, um, and he just sent me so much old school stuff like Black Market and all that, so all the hope stuff, and all the way back to like late 90s. And I kind of did my research and I was like, right, okay, I understand that this has been going on for such longer, and I found like a new aspiration from it, because all I wanted to do was do a 900 and do a backflip and do Hurricane Soul down the biggest thing that bones. And, watching skating from a different aspect uh, like from a different era even sorry made it different for me like it, it gave me that new sense of like oh fuck, this is actually what i want to be like and then slowly pulled away from park skating and started doing the Alex and stuff like that and yeah that's where yeah, I, I, I love game. how you.
0: Yeah, I love how you referred to black market as an old school video. That's like when I love hey, it when people yeah, refer to like Salomons. Yeah, they'll yeah. go like Salomons those those old school skates, and I'm like, they are like what? They're they, they're I, I consider them new school. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah, that, well,
1: that's going to have but like yeah, exactly that. Like, my old school is new school. Like, it's yeah. just it's, it's, it's so crazy.
0: wild though. Like it, it's kind of like getting into blading after like the 90s i think it's, it's kind of like quite intimidating because it's like getting into a band when it's already got a massive back catalog and you're like well where the fuck did i start and because yeah, 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 yeah. you've heard the most recent album and you're like oh, i love that but then you listen to the one before it and you're like oh that that's a total departure and then you it kind of makes you question whether or not you like the band or just that album and i think it's yeah. kind of the same with skating like if if you got into it at a certain point and you think oh that's what rollerblading is and it, that's that is what it is because it's so individual. It's you know it's whatever it means to you. Exactly. you start looking exactly. at the past. Exactly. Well, if you look so. at the past and you're like, oh, none of that appeals to me, or like you watch yeah, it. That's shite, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I, like I grew up with all those videos and I loved them, but I've I've watched some back now from like I don't know like early VG's and stuff like that, like video grooves. And I'm like, God, I don't remember skating being that slow. And like, everyone's yeah. like riding around, like going really, really slowly up to obstacles and almost stopping before jumping on. And I'm like, this is not aged well. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's, and and you still hear people go, oh my God, Hoax 2 is the best video in the world, or, or this old school video is the best video, better than all your new school pro skaters. And you're like, really? Is that, have you I mean, still I, would, that I, mindset? Would, like, I would say- You're not a, a bold, sport?
0: Like, yeah yeah. But the excitement of it, I would say the excitement of it is almost impossible to recreate. Like nothing will be as exciting as when I watched Hoax 3 for the first time and went, holy shit, people are traveling all over the world. That's insane.
1: Yeah, it'd be in that way. And And yeah, and that was, I got that from the transition from watching Park and current skating in 2008, 9, 10, maybe even later, 2011, 12, was probably when I started getting into the media side of it, or watching stuff. And then... See that's why I didn't really. I took influence from older videos, but the, for the people who were like, who I was like thought, oh, that's as foot. That's that stylish style over everything. Vinnie and Gonzo. People who are small, I I kind of related to that build of person anyway because yeah. I'm five out of five and I'm wider than Connor is tall. Do you know what I mean? Like Connor's skinny rake, isn't he? Like, but well, he's a bit taller. I'm I'm like Connor's. If Connor was squished by like a foot, that would be me. Way about the same. Oh, I probably way more than him actually, but i'm i'm that sort of stance of a person so that's what appealed to me because i could do the sort of things that they were doing i would i would understand how yeah. it would make creating movement and i could see myself creating that similar movement so yeah now that weird. i think
0: about it i was i always like compared you to louise amora but now that i think about it you do have a very similar trick vocabulary to gonzo like he loved he loved the porn stars and soyas. I was also yeah, thinking, yeah. do you think that contributed to your bum ankle? Do you think it was just that one-off kink or because I've noticed that everyone everyone that favors soyals and top soyals in sunny days, more often than not, has ankle problems?
1: Well, I don't the soyal part of the trick is the opposite ankle. Okay. So if I'm doing a talk so I do it on my left foot and I bone the opposite or front yeah. top foot. Doing you, do a a lot, app, you
0: do a lot of sunny days, and that puts a lot of pressure on that ankle because you're It's all it's all on the sole foot. Maybe
1: you 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 may be the missing link day. You might be, but <laughs> at the same time, I felt some of that day that just went, yeah. uh, like, "Oh, that's not right." That like very much, very very likely that it's been a massive contributing factor, and it kind of makes me think that the guy who was talking about early onset arthritis from overuse of an ankle. Would be right, but I did definitely feel some of that day. But I will not rule it out as being a contributing factor because I, I've always got, I've got the strongest ankles known to man, mate. I'm, I can bend over or be so low on something without actually feeling any torque in my ankle because it's all on your knee anyway, in my opinion. But your ankle does a lot of work and it deals with a lot of stress and strain. And I've always thought, never had any problems. I bruised my heel once, which was nothing, and I got over it in a couple of weeks. Never any problems with my ankle. it's Always been my wrists. It's, it's been my. my broke my leg slash ankle on a fucking phone pit about four years ago. but was a quick Remember that yeah over it. That's it. I've broken broke my right ankle and it's been absolutely fine ever since. I've done whatever I've done to this left ankle. I've had problems, man. So mm. I bet it's just like an accumulation of all of it. But there was definitely some of that day that just like, that's going to be annoying if it stays and it has. <laughs> Shit, uh, yeah. Shit,
0: I haven't
1: gone away yet. But yeah.
0: Maybe if you maybe if you just listened to me when I told you to stop stop doing so many of those tricks and move on to the move on to the what was that I was wanting you to do? torque slides and torque slides and uh, top pass and variations.
1: Front torques. I can do. I'm I'm yet
0: I'm yet to see a torque slide on street.
1: You'll never see it, mate. Don't worry. Why not?
0: You love ledges. I you love hell, ledges, man. torque slides on ledges.
1: Yeah, like I feel like that'd be easier than a handrail.
0: Like, I mean, you you said that you you're really into uh, Cody Reffner and Ryan Parker. They they finesse torque slides on pretty much yeah. every ledge they pass.
1: Yeah, I just ignore the fact that I can't do that trick and then watch their skate. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost the backs as well. I like, can front back, but I've lost like the backback slides. Can't do it. Okay, honest, a solid one, but like because that is like the opposite of doing back torque and front talk, isn't it? Like it's the other way. from front side, backslide and back backslide.
0: I do everything on the same I, foot. But
1: I thought it was the other way. I always thought like, oh, I can't do front talks because I can do back royals. I can't do front files because I can do royales. You know what I mean?
0: But you don't you don't do them all on the same foot. I do them just like they're the alley oop. I do like I do a torque slide just like it's an alley yeah, like yeah, it's an alley backslide. But, yeah.
1: forward <laughs> motion instead, you know, because like I'm doing a front torque that way. I'm kind of boning that way, with the weight pushing against that way. But on a Royale, I can bone forward and still push. I don't know; it just feels different. But yeah, I can front talk on a quarter pipe. That's about it. You'll see it, man. I want to do the 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 Alex trick, the the true front five fish brain, a true front five TP. I think that'd be like top one. Oh, all right, but he sort of like I spins like, in the way true, onto the ob- obstacle, yeah, yeah, like in spin 360 front five round to top, so like 270, yeah. whatever it is. Uh, but because I learned the the in spins, on like the true palm but like the in spin, what are you gonna rip me on this? I call it true south What do you call it?
0: I just like, call I, I don't buy into that, I just it, call it back have, sav.
1: What about true spin front sav? Do You call it an alley- Ooh, you do, right? weirdly, so I would call it would like, like palm, in spin, I'd call
0: forward. it in spin front sav. Or well, Inspen Sav, yeah. You're
1: wrong, with that trick. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. I don't.
0: I don't buy into that elite unity thing because, yeah, like when, uh, yeah, I just remember seeing something in like 1996, 1997. It was Brian Smith, and he called it. Jose Cuervo did one, and he just did like. A front side alley unity, and brian smith was like oh it's a savannah and i was like then it's a savannah if brian smith yeah, says yeah. it's a savannah that's all i need to t- like you cannot convince me otherwise from <laughs> yeah, this moment know on. the other way now well and no, yeah, no I one's been able one
1: to i've learned that trick so from five is just opening up your legs and doing it that way so you'll see it man
0: i would i would say spinning into the front is easier than spinning into this like you you know how much i love unity grinds, but i would i definitely prefer spinning that way into a farve than into a it's
1: because it's the same way as a true pawn um, ah right okay I do that in my sleep I just spin and I'm there and I'm like sick right this is a trick that I can do yeah. it's just literally a, a spin and because they front of the banner, or whatever you call it that way anyway if I was spinning the other way just locking into it and that's natural anyway so it just came first um but yeah the that's next one enough, is yeah but, I hear I'll, you. Get I'll, get I'll get there
0: um right i'm only got one more question because we've been on this for almost two hours who are like the current people that you watch and are get excited by or like you look forward when you find out they've got something coming out because i think because of social media and because of instagram and because i like constantly being able to see people's either progression or what they're into or just like things they're trying to like experiment with i think it's just a lot yes. easier to become i want to say like kind of like feel connected with like another skater yeah, yeah. like almost, lane, especially because... your
1: influence choices as well it's just like it's right there in front of you you're getting yeah. absolutely everything and everyone's doing it like everyone's on this instagram vibe everyone's on this constant content vibe I'm, i need to jump back on the saddle with it but like people are like constantly updating you on their life and style and uh, lifestyle and skating involved in that but my current influences are uh not room. even
0: influences just people that you like like, yeah like who you, you
1: i you enjoy like to watch yeah 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 i enjoy uh being in rollerblading my crew like our crew manchester just something about it clicks
0: But i mean it's a solid lineup wave. and it's not like the, any of the guys are slacking like there's there's a lot of good skaters in manchester so that's yeah that's not that surprising just
1: for the vibe only like like i wish more, more people came to manchester just to experience that and when you do give us a shout because it's it's amazing but Outside of like getting juice from my own crew. Um Cody and Ryan, Ryan Parker, that they are great influencers and uh, great Instagrams to follow. Um, but my favorite like skaters at the minute are Nils, Nils Jansen's, um, Yuto, Uto if I'm getting that right. Um, Leon Humphreys, and he's been for ages and always will be. He's just fucking God. Um, yeah, I watched fucking Niels' new section and Leon's the other day back to back after work, and I was just like, right, there's no point anymore. Like, it's, it's, that, it's been it's so been a good
0: week for sections. So, yeah, Leon Leon dropped his, like, and then yeah, the Nils one was Maybe. fucked up. Yeah,
1: no, getting two pro skates as well. That's so sick. Like, that again, marketing.
0: He's I'm he's not, doing all right like, out of that Rosies deal. He's had how many skates now? Is he not? Is just this not like skate number five or something?
1: God, but yeah. But yeah, Nils just because of who he is, is an aspiration to be like. I want to stop smoking cigarettes and drinking so many beers and just fucking encapsulate Nils' fucking vibe and just send it the way he does. You, you do um, know that
0: you do know that alcohol contracts tendons and ligaments, right? You do know it dries them out. So let's see if you're drinking at all these sessions and then stretching and stretch that the, <laughs> the it's, internal it's it's probably get, it's probably it's aggravating it's it, yeah.
1: Yeah, um yeah, you told just from the, the style point of view. Um and then the obvious names like Brosco and the Keltos, I enjoy watching their stuff. Um I grew up watching their stuff, but gosh. Tom Barrio is someone that I rate highly.
0: He's like I, I, think get, I think he's get. I think he's the shock factor. So he'll he puts even though he put something up on Instagram. I think it was today, and it was like just dropped a nine hundred in this like dinky little park. I think
1: it was yeah, like, like that quarter that seven. Where yeah, it was something like that, back.
0: and I I just remember being like, whoa, that came out of nowhere. Because
1: just has a explosivity in his tricks, yeah. and he could just be skating along really casual, and then just pull something out that makes you draw jaw drop, and that's so exciting to watch. I hope to film him in the future. We keep talking about he's, i
0: want to do a, a he's got something about him yeah yeah
1: i want to do a video of like all the young skaters in the, in the uk scene in the future everyone under 30 the rest of okay brittle all right. no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no but i have i, I don't I've know why i'm getting upset really i've
0: nice. got nothing to offer i don't know why i'm getting upset but yeah
1: no but like getting clips of elliot me connor brad everyone who's like on the other end of what the majority is and going yeah. like, we're still here. We're, we're, we're still trying to push the spot, etc. But yeah, Tom Barrio for that reason. And just the fact that he's just a mind fuck every time you watch it. Um, he's,
0: he's got the showmanship. Yeah. I'll give him that.
1: Definitely. Um, yeah, man, Cameron Tolbert's cool. I like him. He's pretty, pretty sick. But yeah, like the main, the main influences are, name's already mentioned nils leon alex has always been a massive influence to me anyway um just because of the steve side of things the style I've, I've always gone oh no i need to do it better because alex does it better than that's the kind of thing
0: it one. One just perfects tricks like once he latches onto something like his Alec like top soles and the true souls and yeah. the farves but once thought, he's like my yeah. about, oh my god yeah
1: but yeah um, they're, they're, they're my top names. It's just amazing to see so much, so much stuff on Instagram all the time. The States is a, like, if you follow enough, them, enough on Instagram of all the state riders in the, in the US, it's really sick. Joe Blee just watches Trans Rain section every day shit like that man but yeah the, the the obvious names that i've already mentioned are the ones that i'm like fuck i want to skate like that i want to be like that i want because they don't just influence my skating as well like nil's influence what makes me want to be a better person in regards to my health i'm looking after myself and yeah and all this sort of positive fucking energy that i haven't i haven't got that yet i'm, I'm a bit of a fucking negative nancy sometimes like I'm, a, I'm, a I'm a work in progress i'm still I'm, room, I'm still but...
0: i'm still trying to get there
1: yeah 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 but he does make you go Fuck, yeah life's mint let's 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 give it a go yeah he's, he's 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 definitely top of the list
0: i love how we started this conversation uh shitting on skating handicap rails and how boring it was and then you just named josiah blee who's like probably one of the best handicapped skaters of all time yeah
1: that's <laughs> everything else as well doesn't he like
0: this is true he can skate pretty he much he does over.
1: he does handicraft Handicap tricks down stair rails. So yeah, you know what I mean. Like like.
0: Oh yeah, he 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 takes those he switch ups to, to anything. Yeah. Um, I've got nothing else to ask you unless you've got anything else you want to talk about. I do want to thank you for only having one can of beer during this because I, I thought if I if I didn't give you enough time to prep for it, you wouldn't get a carry out and just sit there and get drunk.
1: Well, I. I had a big day in work today, so I, I we me and a few colleagues had a beer in work. We went and left, and then I cycled home in this fucking heat and I had a smoke and a and a beer on the canal. So I was like, right, okay. I'm like feeling a tiny bit cut, like with the sun and the exercise and the day at work. I'm gonna eat a good food before before this. So I had a curry and and then I was like, right, okay, I can have one more. I almost I, I, like. Ten times during this, I've been like, right, give me two i I'm going to go for a cigarette, piss, and grab a beer. I'll be back, and I've not done it, so we've, we've done all right. <laughs> but now, look, I've got a cigarette, I'm dying for a piss, and i have really want another beer. So, <laughs> in that
0: case, I'll let you go and get another beer. Uh, thanks for taking time to do this, babe, and no I'll get you. I'll get you in the group chat within within the you next.
1: Will. I do some shout outs. I do some shout outs. Of course, you can. Shout out my crew um Manchester Rob Alex shout out Elliot and Jam Elliot's in Canada at the minute big up lad yeah moved to Spain um a couple of months ago with Mrs hope you could jam um yeah shout out USD shout out blade life love you Greg um shout out BHC thanks Treble. um shout out Connor shout out Brad shout out aqua shout out you Dave because you make me smile mate <laughs> right yeah thanks for having me man appreciate it good to catching you
0: can elliot's going to be raging when he realizes you left him out of the shout outs he's going to be
1: out, out, <laughs> <laughs> give him loads of grief in the chat after this i can't right.
0: wait right peace speak soon
1: Thanks mate.